Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel at the LCMS International Center in St. Louis. The text is Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 20 through 28. The Reverend Robert Wurst is preaching. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. A reading from the Holy Prophet Ezekiel, the 18th chapter. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked person turns away from all his sins that he has committed, and keeps all my statutes, and does what is just and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him, for the righteousness that he has done he shall live. Have I, any, have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live. But when a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice, and does the same abominations that the wicked person does, shall he live? None of the righteous deeds that he has done shall be remembered. For the treachery of which he is guilty and the sin he has committed, for them he shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? When a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. For the injustice that he has done, he shall die. Again, when a wicked person turns away from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he shall save his life. Because he considered and turned away from all the transgressions that he had committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, are my ways not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? O Lord, have mercy upon us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sin is a terrible thing. It's a grievous disease of the soul. It corrupts mind and body alike. It corrodes our very fibers and makes us liable for the fires of hell. And we often freely choose it because our wills are bound in that way. We treat sin very lightly. We ponder it, rolling it around in our minds and our hearts, especially those particular sins which we enjoy. We think they're but a feather. But when we indulge in them, they become as millstones around our necks. Chaplin's picture earlier this week of sin crouching at the door, not outside, that's a good picture too, but, but inside, waiting to get out, is very good. But wherever sin is, outside the door or inside, all it wants is to grab us by the throat and drag us around by the neck. But we tend to excuse our sin. We think God will understand us. But it's no joke. The soul who sins shall die. 
You won't die for your parents' sins, and you won't die for your kids' sins. You may have shame over them, but you bear none of the guilt. Your sin, though, is another matter. That is all yours. It's no one else's. A person can do their very best all their life and still be condemned. Effort has no redeeming value in salvation. That's what Ezekiel's talking about. He speaks about the way of life and the way of death. He is simply teaching what Moses and the Psalms teach, what Paul will later teach, and what Jesus, the, the Word of God, taught them all. The wicked who continues in his sin will die. The righteous who continues in his righteousness shall live. The wicked who repents of his evil will be saved. And the righteous person who turns to sin will die. Isn't that a description of an evil and an adulterous generation? So confusing, so chaotic, so unpredictable. The Lord says here, repent, turn, and live. And bear in mind that repentance is not a revolving door so that we can sin more so we can enjoy more repentance. Repentance is tough. It's a hard-fought battle to guard the door against sin, to struggle against entertaining sin in the mind and enjoying its wafting imaginary pleasures. And so the Lord says to us all, repent. In the middle of this reading with its ups and downs, the wicked who won't repent, the righteous who live in their righteousness, the wicked who repent and then are saved, and the righteous who turn to wickedness and are promised death, amid that unpredictable, chaotic mess rings a very clear note. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live? What a surprising sentence in the middle of that. How gently and kindly God calls to sinners that he does not refuse his fatherly care. Turn from your way and live, he beckons to us. Turn where? Turning always has an object. You just don't spin around. Turn away from wickedness and turn to righteousness. Turn to the just and righteous one, to his cross and resurrection, to his all-availing sacrifice and his bursting of death's awful belly. The cross of Jesus is a banner to the nations, a bell calling to us to turn to its sound, a great light in the darkness which the eyes of faith see and fix upon. God is not a legalistic bookkeeper. He is not judgmental. He is not vindictive. He loves sinners. His love is fully revealed in his beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and he was plunged into the chaos of our death, bearing the millstone of our sin around his neck. He, the sinless, sinless Lamb of God, provided by God, bore our sin and our shame and satisfied the Father's wrath. God may not be fair, but he is just. We may complain that God doesn't get us. How can he hold our sin against us when we can't seem to help it? How can he condemn us when we're just doing what we're born with? Isn't this the way we were made? If he were fair, we would get what we deserve. But he is just, 
and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Because he is just, the Lord remembered his mercy and his steadfast love. He remembered his promises made to our fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And he could not cast us off. So Jesus bore our sins so that they would never be remembered. For the sake of his goodness and not in anything in us, he plucked our feet out of the net and forgives all our sins. The Lord wants one thing for you. He wants you to live. He has arranged everything that you may have his life and have it abundantly. Repent and turn from your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? There are warnings aplenty in this reading. It's obvious that once saved, always saved is not biblical and thus not true. It is possible to lose the gift by turning away from it. And again in there is the idea that you should not delay your repentance by enjoying your sins and rolling them around in your hearts. But the true heart of the reading is that beautiful comforting sentence which stands as an anchor amid the chaos of sin. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked and not rather that he should turn from his way and live? Guard, O oh Christians, the deposit entrusted to you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Watch and pray and be ready. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That love is Jesus, and in Jesus you will live, and you shall not die. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us for Chapel. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org slash chapel.